0: The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. Drivers! start your engine
1: Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast
0: Live audio from the four crew chiefs that are now suspended in Hendrick Motorsports. Now they're on suspension, so they can't talk racing things. It is the NASCAR gambling podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Cody. I have just joined. Well, I've, I've been the president of the Corey LaJoy fan club for years. Zeb, I'm Rod Gomez. Cody, nice hat first and foremost. Let's address the elephant in the room, shall we?
1: Thank you. If you're watching on YouTube, you could see my beautiful number seven hat. Corey LaJoy just came in this week. Uh, I am the president of the Corey LaJoy Fan Betting Club. I know everybody and their brother is on him this week anymore, but I'd like to remind you I've been betting him at Super Speedways for almost two years now and uh, had him at 250-1 to 1 when he almost won Atlanta last year. So don't forget that.
0: Cody's been on the joy before being on joy was cool. So uh, And we know it too because we could go back through and, and document all the times you brought him up at Super Speedway Racing. So uh, definitely has the receipts to back it up. Uh, so definitely love that. I love the hat again. It's a number seven hat. Uh, this is If there's ever a glowing endorsement to go watch a YouTube video now, this is it because you're missing out on Cody's hat if you're not watching us on YouTube as well.
1: Yeah, I I don't offer much to the YouTube crowd, so I figured I'd spice it up a little bit,
0: (laughs) brother. I you see my walls, I got nothing for the YouTube (laughs) crowd. Like I tell you to like and subscribe, so you can stare at my white wall and my one plant. So much so that my wife goes, "Oh, you could see the plant."
1: Oh, your wife's watched the YouTube channel. That's cool.
0: Hey, listen, she's <laughs> got to know what I'm doing between the hours of whatever I'm at, right? You want to talk about knowing where your husband's at? This is it right True. here.
1: I I was doing the same thing. I was checking in on Rod earlier. He, he said he was running <laughs> late on the back road. I had to make sure for myself, so I uh, checked, checked in over there, and there he was, so I knew he wasn't <laughs> lying to me.
0: Yeah, make sure you go check out the back road in between media, Seth and the gang over there. Uh, we had Mark from Skybox joining us on that show. Great discussion uh, about betting, DFS, all kinds of fun stuff. So please make sure to go check that out if you're watching on YouTube. If not, still, uh, when you're done listening to this, go check it out on YouTube. So much fun. All right, Cody, this is the the Cup Series betting episode of the show. We are in Atlanta. It is the Ambetter Health 400 in Atlanta. Obviously, we'll set up the race here in a second. Um, I know you've got news and notes, Cody, but I just got to say – that I opened up Twitter just a second ago, Kevin Harvick was uh was trending. I click on this and see the gorgeous twenty nine car. Isn't it amazing the twenty nine so car he's going to run in North Wilkesboro in that in that uh, All Star race? Just melts my heart. I mean, I wasn't even a Harvick fan back in the days, but like this is awesome.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent. Same here. I I didn't care for the guy back then at that time, but. Yeah, so it's awesome. Obviously, this is his last season, and last season he's going to get, he's, he said he will not come back. He's not going to run part-time. He's not going to enter some Daytona 500s. This is it. This is his final season. So they're going to the all-star race at North Wilkesboro. It's already a throwback to classic NASCAR, all of that. He's obviously in the four car now, but he spent the first half of his career in the 29 car Uh, you know, with the, the good wrench and everything else on it. That white car, so beautiful. So that's a throwback, That's and that's what they're doing for the throwback. It's going to be the 29 car. Since that's an exhibition race, you can kind of get away with the number change without all the jazz that goes behind having have your car number with your charter and all that. I know Kyle Busch has done it before. Uh, they ran the 75 for 75th anniversary of M&Ms at the All-Star race a few years back. Uh, I think there's been a few other, other number ones. None come to, to mind right away. But yeah, so this is going to be super cool. Uh, And it's a flashback to his very first uh, career NASCAR Series Cup start. Obviously, you go back to 2001. He had plans to run the 30 car that season. Dale Earnhardt loses his life in Daytona. Kevin Harvick's thrust into that ride. Instead of keeping the iconic black number three car, that was Dale's car. You don't want to keep that out there. They reversed the paint scheme, made it white with the black letters, and changed the number to 29. And that's what Kevin Harvick drove for years after that. Uh, and so, yeah, this is a throwback. It's Bushlight Light will be the sponsor. Um, but it's going to, to look like the good wrench on the side of it. Obviously, the numbers are slid forward. I saw a few people complaining about that because they can't get over it. It's not a real throwback if you slide the numbers forward. It's a throwback to previous NASCAR when they used to throw the numbers forward like that. So learn your history. But anyways, uh yeah no it's a super super slick looking car. That's an awesome way to to honor him, honor his career, honor his his past, his history uh with how it all started and and wrap it up 22 years later now.
0: Yeah, again I'm I'm a huge fan. I can't wait to watch that thing slide around the track. It's just going to be I'm telling you right now. I'm I am a fan, so thank you, oh, that NASCAR. Weekend,
1: oh, that weekend's going to be so much fun, Rod. There's going to be late models racing that weekend. I know Dale Junior is going to be racing the late models. Likely other Cup drivers or former Cup drivers. The Truck Series is going to race there. Oh, and we, we get, get the to cup bet. Guys.
0: We get to bet on it. That's the yes. that's the glorious yes. part of it all. There's going to be odds to bet on it. So
1: exactly, love that. Love that for love the sport. It. Yes.
0: Um. All right. Enough. We I, I spend an hour like loving Kevin Harvick on the in between media. Let's let's uh, move on to some other stuff. What else do you got for us, Cody?
1: Yeah. So uh, the other things, just real quickly. Speaking of Dale Jr., he made some comments today on the Dale Jr. download, um, and he disagrees very <laughs> vehemently with NASCAR and their rulings this week on the suspends. Um, obviously, the Denny Hamlin one. He's he's got a little skin in that game, right? And he used to race for Hendrick and has a great relationship. He's a partner. I mean, Rick Hendrick is co-owner of JRM Motorsports in the Xfinity Series, so so maybe he's a little skewed. But Dale Jr. is usually pretty honest and open, and people listen when he talks. But um, he he made the argument, and Hendrick stated this when this happened: is that these vents, these louvers, never fit properly on their cars, so they have been in constant communication with NASCAR about having to you know adjust them to make them fit properly in the car um and so they say there is already a trail of communication that was there uh they obviously confiscated these before qualifying before the race hendrick dominated qualifying hendrick dominated the race they weren't improving the performance at all so dale jr says that he thinks that this is just way too hefty of a thing he thinks that hendrick will win the appeal to the degree of they will lessen the the penalties right they i mean NASCAR threw the book at him. They gave him the max of everything, basically, um, and so he thinks that uh, those those will get um, rescinded to a degree, at least, maybe changed, lowered, something like that. Uh, and then same thing with Colleague, and Colleague is saying vehemently that they did nothing wrong. They did not change these, um, and they have. We talked about this yesterday on the Truck Series episode. Make sure you go back and listen to that if you want to hear the whole explanation of how the penalties work, everything. We covered all that on the, the beginning of the truck series betting episode. Um, but yeah, so colleague with Justin Haley, they're saying, you know, they they didn't anything. So they're also appealing, and they elected to not have their crew chiefs begin the suspension. So they have at least at, or asked to allow their crew chief to uh, work this weekend at Anna, which makes a lot of sense because it's a super speedway. This is a great opportunity for Justin Haley to get a win, especially now that he's negative 40 points in the standings. Um, so you want to have him here. He could start serving that, that thing next week. Uh, Hendrick did announce their all-star lineup of replacement crew (laughs) crew chiefs. Uh, they are not hurting over there. So I was just going to run through them real quick because it's, I mean, this is a pretty solid list. So William Byron is going to get Brian Campy, who's the technical director over at Hendrick Motorsports. So that's a a fairly high up position, kind of knows what he's doing. He crew chiefed a few races back in 2009 in the Xfinity Series for that Hendrick number 5 all-star car. Dale Jr., Mark Martin, Tony Stewart, Ryan Newman all raced on there. Uh, He actually left NASCAR for a little bit, went over to Penske as an engineer over there, won a couple of championships with them, I believe then came back to NASCAR. He's been a Hendrick ever since. Uh, so he knows what he's doing. You go over to William Bo- or Alex Bowman. rather. Uh, Greg Ives is coming back. Greg Ives was Alex Bowman's crew chief last season. Retired at the end of the year. He's been part-time with Hendrick slash JRM this year. He's co-crew chiefing the number 17 Xfinity car that Hendrick is running in a few select races. So he's still in the mix. He just did it last season. So just coming out of retirement for a couple races. Him and Bowman have worked together before. Um, he's worked with Jeff Gordon. He's worked with Dale Jr. So he, he's been around, knows what he's doing. Again, it's not. they're not going to miss much there. For Kyle Larson, it's Kevin Mendering. Uh, he's the competition development director for Hendrick Motorsports. Um, he was the Jimmy Johnson crew chief for the first half of the 2019 season after Chad Knaus moved on from Johnson. Uh, he is the other co-crew chief on the 17 with... Um, Ives on the, the 17 Xfinity car. Uh, he was also an Xfinity crew chief for JR Motorsports uh, from 2016 to 2018. So plenty of experience for for Josh Berry slash Jordan Taylor slash if Chase Elliott comes back in the next four races. Uh, it is Tom Gray. He's the lead engineer on the nine car. He's been with that team for a long time, all the way back to when it was a 24 car with Jeff Gordon. So it, it just makes sense to just Basically, you're putting in the assistant coach, right? He's elevated to the head coach. And that's big for this team because not only are they missing their crew chief now, they're also already missing their driver. So, you you know, you're kind of already digging in the replacements. You don't necessarily want to bring somebody from even outside the team. I think they made the right decision there with with Gray, and they said, hey, this guy's good enough. Let's just elevate him up. You you know, bring up the guy that's in the locker room with you guys every day anyways. So, obviously... (laughs) All smart moves by Hendrick Motorsports. What a surprise. But again, guys that a lot of teams would take as their everyday crew chief. So uh, they they won't be missing a ton of, of beats over there, I don't think.
0: So you you tell the most powerful and most talented team in the entire sport, like, hey, we're taking away your top guys. And they're like, cool. Uh, all right, let's see what we got in the meat locker over here. Oh, yeah, all these amazing guys that have been in there the whole time. Oh, darn, that's gonna suck for us for four races to put right like all <laughs> these big names back in the game. Like, yeah, I, I it's,
1: it's I, not, I mean, it's like you know, Wells Fargo Bank, they get fined like four billion dollars, and you're like, oh my god, four billion dollars, and they're like. Oh, here you go, four billion dollars. Okay, let's keep doing business. Like it doesn't even phase them, you know? And it's just like, oh, okay, I guess, you know, some of these things are just so big and so powerful that nothing phases them. And and Hendrick Motorsports is is that of the NASCAR series.
0: Like billionaires trying to buy social media things for billions of dollars, and they're like, well, okay, maybe I'll buy this new toy. That's like me, you know. I, I agonize over, you know, a hundred dollars here and a hundred dollars there. Like, and yet these guys are like, Meh. We'll we'll get over this. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: yep. Drop a hundred dollars. It's not even worth bending over to pick it up.
0: No, <laughs> no, not even. They're like, what? That, that's in my change drawer. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, but see, listen, and, and from a betting aspect, again, this is why nothing is going to really impact, and and I don't even think it factors in to uh, a betting angle on these cars. So if we're talking, if you hear people out there that are saying, "Well, I don't know," because they'll be without their crew chief, don't even don't even let that bother you because yeah. they're not any worse for the wear, And just like Cody said too, uh, a couple episodes ago, these guys, their their crew chiefs are not going to be completely out of the loop. They'll be a text message away from like, Hey, this is what I'm seeing on the broadcast, or this is what they just brought up on the broadcast. This is something you might want to take into, into consideration. And you know, maybe yeah, they'll be better for it. Honestly,
1: I think it's more than a text message. I think they're wired in and in these guys ears. And yeah, we talked about that last, I think it was last show on the truck series as well, where this is actually maybe even a good thing for these guys because you're going to have those four great minds at Crew Chiefs sitting in the same room together in the control room. They can see everything. They've got all the data there. They, they've got it all in front of them. Going to be able to sit there, talk to each other, make decisions together. That, that might be even more dangerous than, than having them on their own separate pit boxes like we talked about. So, yeah, it, this affects betting on Hendrick in absolutely <laughs> zero ways. There's no bad bet on Hendrick. Uh, other than if you're taking Kyle Larson this weekend, because uh, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah,
0: you thought they were cheating before. I mean, come on, man! You're giving them, <laughs> you're giving them a competitive advantage in this. So
1: maybe yeah, we then, should. They be... might try and get another suspension later on just to do it again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're like, where, "Hey, where are those Louviers Lu- over? Where are they at? Bring them over. We want to, want to start stacking them in there or take them out. I don't care, whichever one." Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else you got there, Cody?
1: I think that's it. That's, uh, that's the news for today. I'm ready to get... I got a, got a nice big card again. I juiced it up a little. Man, I, get, I have so much fun on these Super Speedways, Rod. I can't help it but cram in every bet possible.
0: So what we just say on Super Speedways is, is take the book and, and say yes. Like literally just yes. Much, yeah. Like click on Especially everything.
1: Especially the big odd stuff, man. Just toss those darts. You're going to hit some. It's going to be nice when it hits.
0: Yeah, The bigger the better, too, at that point. Work on your and, dart work on your dart analogy though, because we gotta get yeah. that, that dart analogy. I,
1: yeah, I need to uh, need to consult a, a Dart expert. I have a couple of buddies that are, are DART guys. So I need to check in with them.
0: <laughs> okay. Do that. We'll step away from a break and then we'll come back and maybe you'll have your Dart analogy down. <laughs> But let's tell you about WinBet. WinBet's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and a ton of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. March Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet hundred dollars. Get $100 limited to state availability. And of course, for you Dgens only out there, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. How do you like that? So much to choose from. All you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, head over to winbet.com too, or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older, present the same Play through WinBet is available. If you or somebody who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Cody, we are on the Atlanta Motor Super Speedway where the 28-degree banking in the corners meets the 5-degree banking in the straightaways. We are set for 260 laps around this mile-and-a-half paved track for 400.400 miles of this race. Uh, Talking about what happened last year here in the fall at the Quaker State 400, it was Chase Elliott in that nine-car Beating Ross Chastain, Elliott led 96 of the 260 laps. There were 13 cautions in the fall for 64 laps. This was finished under caution. Average speed, I know we talk about it being a super speedway, but mind you, it is still only a mile and a half. Average speed in this race was 118.745. 4,661 green flag passes in the fall. In the Folds of Honor Quip Trick 500 in the spring, we did 325 laps around this mile-and-a-half paved track for 500.500 miles. It was William Byron edging out, guess who? Ross Chastain once again for the win. William Byron led 111 laps in this race. There were 11 cautions for 65 laps. Margin of victory between Byron and Chastain, 1.45 seconds, Six thousand four hundred. 39 green flag laps or passes rather. And 46. That's a lot of laps. That's a lot of (laughs) laps. Uh, They're still going. And 46 46 total lead changes in this race. (sighs) A lot of action we're expecting. 100 miles shorter, though, than than the spring race of last year. Uh, So, again, we're kind of keeping that in mind as well.
1: Yep. Yeah, they did shorten it down to the, the 400 miles, which is what we saw in the fall. And I think that that's a fine, fine amount. It uh, ramps up the intensity sooner, anyways.
0: It sure does makes those stages but, a lot more intense.
1: Yeah, and if you haven't been listening all week uh, with the other previews, we have the Xfinity preview out there, the truck preview. Make sure you go listen to those. But treat this race as a super speedway. This is this track is kind of its own beast, right? It's it's an intermediate. It's only a mile and a half, but it's got the the super speedway qualities, the the drafting, the side by side racing that we're gonna see it's everybody's going to have a chance to win. Anybody can win. There's going to be big wrecks going to be chaos. Uh, So, so we're, I mean, we're leaning completely. I lean completely on Daytona Talladega stats. And we can look back at last year's Atlanta stats again, last year, the first time they ran it on this, this new configuration. So I, am not going to go back any farther than that, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the plan.
0: That is the plan. All right, well, let's get to some bets. Shall we, Cody lead off your, uh, well, the, the smorgasbord of, bets that you've got for us this weekend
1: the first one nice and easy hashtag fade kyle larson i know it sounds funny it really does but dude sucks on super speedways facts are facts i don't know what else to tell you so kyle larson no kyle bush rather over kyle larson the battle of the Kyles. uh kyle bush over kyle larson minus 105 so you're not even paying up for it at all um man uh, the books just continue to give us larson head to heads Every time we come to super speedways, some of these Bucks have them as the favorite to win this race. It's like they've never watched a super speedway race before, but that's okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, when we go to super speedways, fading Kyle Larson is on my card every single time. There's a couple other matchups out there that I saw. Uh, Ross Chastain over Kyle Busch. I would take that. Uh, there was another one. If BJ McLeod's matched up against him, I don't care. Just bet anybody against Kyle Larson is, is my thing. Uh, and here's why. Let me read off his, his super speedway finishes um, the pass from from Daytona and Talladega combined, 18th in the 500. And yes, some people are going to make the argument, well, he was running good the whole race. He was up there. He's He showed a lot of improvement, but the result was the same as it is every other time. He has flashes. The first stage, maybe stage and a half, you're going to be like, fuck, this guy was totally wrong. Like, Larson looks fine. He's up front all day. It rarely ends that way. <laughs> It's it just he always – he can't seem to avoid it at the end. And some guys have the knack for avoiding it all and being there. Guys like Corey LaJoy. And Larson just doesn't have that. One of the best drivers in the world, can get in anything and do good anywhere except for super speedways. Uh, so, yeah, so you go back 18th in the 500, 18th before that, 37th, had a fourth-place finish at Talladega last year. That's when we thought maybe he's figured it out, but not so much. Before that, 32nd, 37th, 20th, 40th. Um you go over to Kyle Bush's odds and he was leading at the end of regulation in Daytona. He ended up with the 20th place finish, so it didn't work out for him in the end either. But um, you go back through five of these last eight races. He's beat Larson head to head. You go back through these guys's times at Daytona and Talladega. Kyle Bush 15 top five finishes between the two tracks, a couple of wins. Uh, one one on each one, Daytona, one at Talladega. Kyle Larson, how many top fives do you think he has since he came into the series in 2014 between Daytona and Talladega, Rob?
0: Uh, I'm going to go ahead and hold up one finger. Is that one too many?
1: Ding, ding, ding. You have, well, I just told you he finished fourth last year at Talladega. So that is the one. That is his only top five on a super speedway. Uh, and, and yeah, and neither of these guys did great last season on Atlanta but again Kyle Busch last season things were different it just he didn't have the equipment this was when things were really getting heated up with oh shit maybe I'm not coming back to to Gibbs so I'm just going to throw that out but Larson's finishes I think he finished 13th in the in the fall race so that was an okay finish that was a less less chaotic one there wasn't quite the the wrecks in that one that we've seen in a lot of the other super speedway stuff Uh, but he was I think 30th in the first race so Again, a bad result at a super speedway wave from Kyle Larson. It just the numbers aren't there. He can sneak up, he can grab the fourth place finish. He did it last year at Talladega. but since 2014, I mean we're going to Daytona and Talladega twice each, twice a year throughout the season, you know throughout every season and he's not got the results. Uh, I don't expect that to change. And again, you don't, you don't need Kyle Bush to do great. he just has to beat Kyle Larson.
0: So for me, when I look at that, and I saw the book, too, that you were talking about, that Kyle Larson is the favorite to win, and I thought to myself, well, okay. But look, <laughs> these books really want you to bet on name recognition. This is, this is aimed for the folks that only know NASCAR because they hear it and they, they say, hey, I think I want to bet on it, but they don't do the research they don't listen to these shows they don't do anything other than say oh yeah i know kyle larson or they're just casual bettors that will go bet the favorites to win a race and they see 10 to 1 and they think oh man this is good odds for a guy to to win yeah. a race right so well,
1: any other week we'd be like kyle larson 10 to 1 like you know get on it but it, and that's uh, yeah i think they're they're trying not to price it down too much because they don't want to scare you and be like well why isn't he priced up this week just you know joe q public gets on and Ooh, Kyle Larson, 10 to one, I'll take it. And it's, it's not there. The results aren't there. He's not that Talladega race was the one chance he's had to maybe win. He was kind of in it there at the end. Um, but man, other than that, he just, he's so bad at surviving. And like I said, you're going to see him up there and you're going to be like, man, he's, he looks like he knows what he's doing here. And it just always ends badly for him. And I don't know why he's again, one of the greatest drivers of this generation. You can put him in anything and just, you know, Say go. You put him in Fred Flintstone's car, he'd probably beat everybody else. Like he's just that good, but not at the super speedways. He just he can't. And he's admittedly said he, he doesn't like them and he can't figure them out. So I'm gonna go take his word for that and the and the stats back it up.
0: I said in the in between media show, I said in the background, I said there's things that I know that I'm not good at and I stay away from too. So I, I, <laughs> exactly. I don't fault him at all. <laughs> um all right, well, I'm gonna stay in the Hendrick Motorsports camp and I'm going to give you anyone. Of the Hendrick Motorsports car to land on the pole for this race, plus six fifty is the odds for all of them. In fact, uh, Larson, Bowman, Byron, and Barry—all, uh, I think Barry's at six fifty. I, I, I think maybe. I'd be
1: kind of may- surprised if Barry was that. Actually, bit. maybe
0: he's not. I, but I do, I do know that uh, the three that you really are considering to be on the pole. Uh, are all at 650. I forgot to put... Maybe I just forgot about Barry. Uh, but yeah, in my consideration... <laughs> yeah, he's only
1: at... Oh, he's at plus of 10 to 1. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's not too bad anyways. But listen, so we've talked in depth, especially in super speedways, how Hendrick is good at qualifying. Obviously, we know their Daytona success where you've got to go back uh, all the way to like 20... What was it? 2014? Uh, 20. Yeah, 2015 was the the last time that a um, uh, Hendrick engine at all was not on the pole at the Daytona 500? Um, you know, because we still count Ricky uh, Stenhouse as being a, a Hendrick uh, motor at that point. So these guys they build their engines and they build their cars to be fast. And listen, all of that, all of that success for for qualifying, notwithstanding, you want you want to pick a week where Hendrick Motorsports is going to be out to show the world that they're about to give the big middle finger to everybody, it's this week. You've pissed off. We talked about a pissed-off Kyle Busch, how dangerous they are. Nah, you've pissed off an entire garage now, uh, and you've taken a lot of money out of their pocket. they got to earn that back. They're not going to earn that back by being slow. They're going to come out and be fast. They're going to take those Louviers and shove them straight up NASCAR's ass and try to go out there and show right from the the... the uh, green flag of, of qualifying, that they are they mean business. So I could see, especially with how fast these cars have run, you know, one, two, three, a couple of weeks ago, uh, top cars until the, the final chaotic, and then, of course, Byron comes out with the win. Larson was leading a ton of laps. There's no lack of speed in this camp. They know how to qualify. They know how to qualify well. Chase Elliott was on the pole uh, last fall here, or it was last spring. Um, I have to look at which race it was. It was last... Uh, it
1: was probably the fall. It was he, the, like, the summer race. He dominated that race. Yeah, yeah. it
0: was last summer uh, where he started on the pole. And, and Kyle Larson started in third. So both of those guys were able to, to sniff the front uh, two rows. I'm telling you right now, at, six, at 650, plus 650 for a pole odd, I love that this week. It's, it's so much better than the ones we've been getting before. So I'd sprinkle some on all three uh, just to cover your bases.
1: Yeah, 100%. That's what I'm going to do. The three Hendrick guys, I, Josh Berry, you know, it's I'm just going to leave him out. I'm going to take Larson. I'm going to take Byron. I'm going to take Bowman. Each at plus 650. Uh, this is where you don't have to fade Larson. He, he's fine. He's great here. At, you know, are great at qualifying on these big tracks. But you look at it, right? In Daytona, yes, they're always good at qualifying there. They're fast. But then you, you come here to Atlanta. You had Elliott on the pole last season. Hendrick won both of these races with two different cars at this track. Uh, Chevy has won seven. Was it, we're at six of the seven. How many super speedway races have we had in this next gen car? Six Uh, last season this or one this season. So so seven. seven. Yeah. So six of the seven Chevy has won. Uh, you look in the garage and you go, okay, well, who has the best cars? Who has the most raw power? You're going to point straight to Hendrick, right? So everything points to the Hendrick cars. They're good at qualifying. They know how to do it. The setups are going to be fine. You're not worried about the crew chief. None of that stuff. So bet all three of them. Love this bet, Rod. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of sad that you put this in here and not me.
0: <laughs> hey, sometimes, man, I can stumble on a good one.
1: <laughs> okay, next up for me, I'm going to go over to the Toyota camp. I'm going to take Bubble Wallace to be the top Toyota plus 450. Also going to take him for a top 10 at plus 140. Bubble Wallace is one of the best super speedway racers in the garage it's not even up for debate he is very good at it we've talked about this before these manufacturer bets are so much fun on the super speedways because anybody can do them there's a lot of chevys in the field there's a lot of fords in the field so it's still fun to bet those but it's a little harder you come over to the toyota camp there's only six toyotas rod that's it so to be the top toyota you only have to beat five other guys you could finish in 30th and still be the top toyota if you know if everything falls correctly so that's already a huge advantage where you only have to beat five other guys to cash this bet and four times your money you look at who those guys are denny hamlin he's obviously a great super speedway racer so you know he's he's one of the top on there and that's why he's going to be the favorite in this group but then you've got martin trex jr he's fairly close to kyle larson in the doesn't do good at super speed again You'll see him leading. He'll win stages at super speedways all the time. And I'm always like, man, he's going to, and then it just, it never pans out for him again, you know? And so, so you got him, you got Ty Gibbs. That doesn't excite me. He can survive the chaos. Sure. But, but not exciting. Tyler Reddick, he's up and down on super speedways. Sometimes he looks great. Sometimes he doesn't. He's kind of struggled this season. So, you know, who knows what you got going there. Uh, And then Christopher Bell, Again, he's kind of up and down on super speedways as well, but Bubba Wallace consistently up front. Um, you go back and look uh, in the last 12 starts at Daytona for Bubba Wallace. He's never finished worse than 20th in those 12 starts. Yoda's know, last are at Daytona or at Talladega rather, and he hasn't finished worse than 19th in the two races here last season, 13th and 14th respectively. So, I mean, that, <laughs> that goes to show you. So in, in his last... Yeah, I'm not going to do all that math in my head right now, but a, a lot of super speedways in a row where he's finished running at the end. Again, that's three quarters of the battle right there. You can make survive the chaos, be there at the end. He is just really, really good at these super speedway things. He's got the win at Talladega. Again, it was a rain-shortened race, but they were racing against the rain. That was no different than racing to the checkered flag. He earned that one, and he is good at this. He's been second in the day 500 multiple times. He knows how to race at these super speedways uh so plus money on the top 10 man that's crazy almost to think i know he didn't get it either of the races here last season but again if you're 13th or 14th that's not you know that, that's uh half a second and you're up into 10th that quickly on these super speedways so uh, i like that at plus 150 and then to be the top toyota again only having to beat five other drivers for that uh plus 450 i like as well
0: yeah bubba wallace is being slept on and obviously for for decent enough reason right i mean obviously and i did I say it on this show? Yeah. I believe I said it on this show. Where, you know, when, when you talk about... I know I'm committing adultery all over the place on you. I don't even know where it's I'm okay. like... <laughs> uh, did, did I leave my coat there or did I know? <laughs> um, listen, the reason that we talk about most of the names that we talk about and especially the ones that are on the broadcast is because if they're talked about on the broadcast, chances are it's because they're running up front and because they're in contention to do something. They don't necessarily talk about the middle of the pack guys very often and especially the lap cars right those are the ones that just the only time you ever hear them being called is when they're getting passed by the leader so you know it, it there's, there's a reason that some of these names float to the surface and bubba wallace is one of those names that floats to the surface for weeks on like super speedway weeks or or you know weeks on on tracks where he's good and then just sort of falls back in the middle of the pack and doesn't necessarily get the recognition that I think he deserves most of the time. I don't know. And and
1: I think that's going to change as the season goes on. He's been really fast to start the season. The results just haven't been there. It's been flashes where he's up there and then he just kind of fades back. And yeah, like you said, then he kind of, he falls out and you don't really hear much from him, but he's, he's shown a lot of speed. If he can put the results there or the finishes there. And then with you, you add that to his super speedway capabilities, And I love betting on him this week.
0: Yeah, I think. And plus, I think his prices are right. Plus 450, plus 150. I think that's good uh, to do. Um, All right. I'm going to work a Harvick bet in there. Surprise, surprise. Um, But this is your weekly reminder to bet Harvick as a top 10. There is a book out there that has Harvick as a top 10 at plus 150. Go hammer that. Plus money, Harvick for a top 10 finish. I don't care if the books are trying to lose money to you. Uh, but that's what you're going to have to end up doing. Bet that.
1: Should uh, we just put this as like a show introduction? Like yeah. from now on, like we welcome to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Go bet Kevin Harvick top 10. Yeah. Okay. And on to the show. Like yeah. it should just be part of the intro at this point. What
0: we'll do is we'll <laughs> just run down the Harvick odds right at the top and just be like, all right, Harvick top 10 odd today. And it's like a ticker. That's what we'll do. In fact, we'll put exactly. it on the ticker. <laughs> Um, I'm yeah, working it on It doesn't matter
1: what his odds are anywhere. You just bet on him.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I'm also going to find another couple angles here as well. Uh, Harvick over Suarez is what I'm going to give out. Minus 110 in this head to head. Here's the thing, right? They, they flip flop finishes last season. Uh, Daniel Suarez actually did finish ahead of Kevin Harvick in the uh, fall 400 race here. Uh, Suarez actually came in in sixth place. Harvick uh, was all the way in 12th place. He did not have a top 10 finish here. One of the rare times that that happens. Uh, but in the spring race, in the 500 version, Kevin Harvick had... Um, uh, let's, let's see, actually, never mind. Daniel uh, Suarez did finish here both times. I had the starting position. Rod, clicked the wrong button. Uh, yeah, Daniel Suarez did beat him both times on this track. But I still don't think that's about to happen in this because this season so far... Um, actually Kevin Harvick has a better average finish than does, uh, young Daniel Suarez Harvick's finishing position is averaging at 7.8 Dan or uh, Daniel Suarez is 10.8, but you also got to look at their super speedway, uh, finishes here as well. Daniel Suarez, uh, did actually pretty good last year, uh, at Talladega. He got an eighth place finish. Uh, he did finish, like I talked about seventh to start the season here. At Daytona, but besides that, 24th and 22 at Daytona uh, in the fall, 31st at Talladega uh, in the spring of 2020 to, uh 18th place at Daytona in 2022, 23rd, 19, 23rd, 36th, 34th, 26. Like, I-, I would keep going, but like, it's just not all that great. And most of those were in the 99 as well. Whereas Kevin Harvick, you talk and take a look back, uh, Daytona, he finished 12th talladega last year eh, 29th place finish 20th at daytona but before that 10th at talladega 30th at daytona another bad day 8th at talladega 15th at daytona 4th at talladega 4th at daytona notice that i'm i'm getting higher in these right kevin harvick historically good on super speedways whereas daniel suarez has had a couple of good races but not substantial that i'd want to take him over kevin harvick yeah,
1: I don't think you'll ever hear me go against a Kevin Harvick bet uh, for the for the rest of the season. And then unfortunately, God, we're gonna have to find somebody else that's so consistent for us next year, Rod. But uh, Atlanta, also, I believe, was the site of his first Cup Series win in that twenty nine. Just a couple of weeks, I think it was about a month, not even a month after the passing of Dale Earnhardt, uh, beat Jeff Gordon in a, in a head to head race. You know, coming for it all, so uh, throwing everything back to going back to that twenty nine car, releasing all that this weekend. He had one of the, be- the best car probably towards the end of the race there last week. Uh, Should have won at Phoenix. So, yeah, Kevin Harvick, he's always a good bet for a, a top finish. And, uh, again, Daniel Suarez is just inconsistent in his finishes. You can always trust Harvick. So I like that as well. Next up for me, this is one of those uh, special special ones that the books throw out there uh, where they combined it together. So this is for William Byron to be the top Chevrolet and Brad Keslowski to be the top Ford little bit of a tall task you're looking for here but it's at 30 to 1 i felt like those odds were good enough sometimes they throw stuff out there it's just ridiculous it's like kyle larson and joey Logano to be in the top five at a super speedway at plus 150 like wow you're offering me such a deal here like seriously but sometimes they're great odds so so they're gonna have to beat obviously we talked about it. a lot of chevys in the field a lot of fords in the field so you're gonna have to get them both towards the front of this race but these are guys that can do that. Uh, I, I like both of them a lot this week. William Byron won this race last season. He's on a two-race winning streak right now. He's been one of the best cars in the in the garage, in the field so far to start the season, so he's got the momentum on his hand. He's won a Daytona before, um, so everything, he, we know he can do it, right? And that's, that's all I'm looking for in a bet like this. Brad Keselowski, let me read you the list of people that have won more times at Talladega than Brad Keselowski. Dale Earnhardt Sr. Do you want to know who's tied with Brad Keselowski for second place on that list? Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jeff Gordon. I don't know that you can be in much more elite company than those three names. So he is very good at super speed. We've seen him the last couple of seasons of the Daytona 500. Brad led 42 laps this season uh, in the Daytona 500, 67 laps last season in the Daytona 500. So... He's been able to get that car up front. RFK has gotten things better and better. Uh he won a dual race last season, you know, in his first attempt at a super speedway, even in this new car. Um, so Brad can get it done. He's very uh he's very high risk, high reward when you're when you're betting on him or if you're using him in DFS. I spoiler alert, might talk about him in DFS tomorrow, but you, you gotta be prepared because he's one of those guys, it's wreckers or checkers for him on the on the super speedways. Like He'll be up there, but he's either going to wreck it or he's going to bring you home with a chance to win. So, but he can bring you home with a chance to win. So can William Byron. All you need him to do is beat the other Fords, the other Chevys. So, at thirty to one, I felt like the odds were good enough for me to take this uh, this special prop bet. So I like it a lot.
0: That's I love the combination of it. I mean, you did talk about Byron just being lights out. Um, I'm a little scared of him winning this race, but again, you know, we didn't think he was going to win last week again and get back to back. And sure enough, found himself at the right place at the right time to, to sneak and to back his way into a win. So, uh, back his way when he will had like the most laps, but still, <laughs> uh, at the end of the race, it shouldn't have been his anyways. And you know me, I, I'm a sucker for Brad Kozlowski. I, I think it, better days are ahead for him and he just needs to, to put it all together. And what better place than Atlanta to do it? And I think that's a very real possibility.
1: Yeah. And if you go look at the odds, William Byron is the top Chevrolet that's favored. He's at plus three fifty, and Brad is third on the Ford list at plus 500. So obviously you got to hit both of them. That makes it a lot tougher, but they're still favorited if things go as they maybe should. Right. And there's not as much chaos or something like that. Chase Elliott's not in this field. One of the better super speedway races uh, that's going to be missing in a Chevrolet, the Ford field, it has been pretty weeks to start the season. I know super speedways are different and they've got some guys that can do it. Logano's very good. Blaney's very good, but they've both struggled a lot this season. Obviously you got Kevin Harvick in there and and then there's some other guys down the list, but not really anybody else that super much scares you. The Chevy side is the tall task because you do have Kyle Busch. You do have Ross Chastain, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Just won the 500. You got Austin Dillon. You got Eric Jones, AJ Allmendinger, Corey LaJoy, uh, he's plus 2,200 for the top Chevy, by the way, uh, Justin Haley, even, I mean, there's plenty of guys in the Chevy camp that, that could beat him. but with him being the favorite and then for Brad being the third favorite in their respective manufacturers, I feel like putting them together at 30 to one is, is a good deal.
0: Yeah, it's not, it's not anything. I mean, if you hit it too, that's going to be a very good day for you as well. It doesn't matter what you did in the rest of the bets. If you hit this one, you're having, you're having steak for dinner. So exactly. Um, All right. Well, you talked about Chastain. I love when books choose to pay attention, right? I mean, this is one where I feel like they're paying attention to what's going on. They have pitted (laughs) Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin in a matchup. Uh, And here's the thing. I'm taking the Chastain side of this at minus 110. We talked about where Chastain finished in both Atlanta races last year. Runner up. So we know that he's fast around this. We know that he's, he's been good and fast at super speedway races. He's always a car that's around the front. But this is, this is one where I think you can take those numbers and be good with it, but you can also take what's going on and read the room. I mean, look, maybe this feud is done. Maybe there's no more between Chastain and Hamlin, and, and they're going to go peacefully. But you remember that last fall, this race had an incident with I'm sorry, this last summer, had one of the incidents with that one in the 11 car where Chastain and, and him got together. Chastain goes on to finish second. Hamlin did everything in his power short of actually running him off the track, which he tried to to do, but Chastain outlasted him and and ended up finishing in second place in that race. The the sp- uh, spring race from this, the 500 mile, Chastain was actually involved in his own little spin-out and still managed to climb his way back up to second place. I'm not saying that I, I think there's going to be another incident on this track uh, between the two, but I think if if everything's equal and if Hamlin does not let go of the wheel and go with God for a second uh, week in a row, I think Chastain does have the car that could be faster than him in the end. And again, Chastain doesn't have to finish second to make this happen. He could just finish fifth and have Hamlin finish sixth. And this still cashes. So um, I'm comfortable with taking Chastain over Hamlin, even with all of the the craziness that's been going on with with Hamlin recently.
1: Yeah, and something too that Denny Hamlin has not shown to be great under pressure. And there is a lot of pressure now, right? All the news stories are about, I mean, all the fines, but a lot of the stuff is about him. It's about Chastain. It's about this whole thing. And, you know, from listening to Dale Jr. today, he sounds like Denny's like fuming over this fine that he got. And Jr. doesn't agree with that fine either. But no surprise there. He's on his podcast, basically. But uh, but yeah, I mean, also all this attention's on there. How many times have we seen Denny Hamlin make the final four, not win the championship, despite being one of the best cars all season under pressure? He doesn't perform as well. You see it when he has a problem early in a race. It's almost like Denny Hamlin just gives up. So, like if anything doesn't go his way, you can literally just watch him throw in the towel and suck the rest of the day. And that's something that's continued to happen over the years. So that extra pressure, he might be a little bit up on the steering wheel a little harder, more prone to make a mistake or anything like that. Chastain's proven to be a very good super speedway racer. You talked about the results here at Atlanta last season. He won the race at Talladega. Uh, so he he's been very good at these as well. So I don't hate it. I mean, Denny is one of the best super speedway racers in the field, so I I will say that. But with the the current state of things and potentially where Denny's head might be at, uh, I'm going to maybe trust Ross. And I don't think it's any skin off Ross's back. I I don't think that this bothers him one bit. And it seems like the way that he's kind of come up through things, he's had to get the tough skin. He's taken his lumps, and he's done it the hard way. I mean, he drove around in the series in total shit equipment for years and years before getting to a point where he is you know one, one of the better guys in the series at this point on one of the better teams now and so he can take those lumps uh not, you know not saying Denny's always had it handed to him or anything like that but he's been at Joe Gibbs since day one and that's a pretty freaking good place to be so uh so so I think that that Ross has got that real tough skin. And I don't think it bothers him as much as, as maybe the mind games are, are there against, uh, uh, not in Denny's favor.
0: Hell. And even Chastain's probably happy that he feels like this is over because now it's probably just freed up a little bit of his mind. Not that he was dwelling on in the first place, but you know, when you, when you have somebody tell you we're done, like we're even now you can just go right. And be on your own, especially when you weren't the guy that was carrying the grudge.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right. Next up for me, I'm going to one of Rod's guys, A.J. Almondinger. You think of A.J. Almondinger. You think of road course ringer. I think of A.J. Almondinger. I think super speedway ringer. A.J. Almondinger, extremely quietly, extremely under the radar, is a very, very good super speedway racer. His last three starts in NASCAR on super speedways, one was at the day 500 this season, uh, and, and then the previous two were back in 2018, but... All three of them finished in the top six that during that break between 2018 to back this season, he was in the Xfinity series, made seven starts at Talladega, won a race in those seven starts, three top three finishes. Four of them were top sevens. Um, and then you go over to, well, I don't have his Daytona stuff written down, but he did really good at Daytona too. I don't know why I didn't write it down, but
0: you're his, just uh, excited his,
1: I was, I was excited, but A.J. Allmendinger has been very, very good at super speedways. Uh, didn't race in these races last season, I don't believe. Uh, he was r- just running part-time with that car, mostly on the uh, the road courses and a few other smaller tracks. But A.J. Allmendinger is a very good super speedway racer. His teammate college car Justin Haley, also a very good super speedway racer. They have pushed each other to multiple wins throughout time in the Xfinity series. Uh, all those wins, Justin Haley was ripping off in a row. AJ Allmendinger was right there behind him, pushing them to him. So at plus money for AJ Allmendinger to finish in the top 10, when again, his last three in a row over some time, yes, but have been in the top 10 and going back to the Xfinity series, he's had a lot of success and always been up front in those, uh, love this. He's a guy that's very much under the radar when it comes to super speedway racing, but continues to prove every time he's in a super speedway race that He's very good at them.
0: Yep, made my case for him on in between media as well, so we are on the same page because I do love me some AJ Almondinger. When the eighty four is not on the track, the sixteen is the one that's in my heart. So, uh, a gimme dinger, I love it. Top ten, I'll take it, especially a plus two hundred. Um, all right, I'm gonna get super sneaky and probably to the point where this this bet. Look, it. I'm I'm giving this like a, a three star confidence rating or three chili pepper confidence rating. Uh, But only because it's Josh Berry as a top five car. I like the six to one angle on this one. It's a very, it's, it seems juicy enough to just take it. We're prepping for chaos, right? And, and what better chaos than Josh Berry to be a top five car on this track? Last year in the Xfinity series, he finished second in the fall. Again, these are cup cars way different, but he's in the nine car Hey, what car won this race in the fall last year? Oh, it was the nine car. Where did the nine car finish in the spring race? It was in sixth place. One position out of the fifth place uh, finish that you need for this. Um, you know, I'm just saying that there's a lot of, of possibility him for him to, to find some success. We saw last week he snuck his way. I don't know that anybody knew what was going on until we saw the final ticker. And there's Josh Berry in 10th place right inside the top 10 and you're like wow how did that happen there is not much that is stopping me from believing that by the end of this race we'll be looking at the top five seeing that nine car and go wait a second how did that how did that nine car get into fifth place right and and six to one's a pretty good chunk to to throw on that and to see if it sticks because um you know there his odds to win I don't think he's going to win, you know, and, and top 10 odds are not sexy to me. This is like that sweet spot. If you want to throw something on a Barry miracle and prep for, for chaos, this is it.
1: Yeah. I, I don't hate this. It, 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 seems weird because you know, it's like he's filling in, in this car. He's not, but he's a great driver. We've talked about that. Finished second here in the Xfinity series race last summer. So on this track, he's got some experience He's going to be out there Saturday, of course, in his in his eight car like normal. He'll have that drafting experience, find the Lions, all that fun stuff. He's got your teammates, three, or two of which are, are good on super speedways, and, and then there's Kyle Larson. But he, he's got friends out there. He His goal in this car is just to keep it safe, keep it clean. Last week, finishing 10th, and you never heard about him, that's exactly what Josh Berry wants. That means he was careful all day. He didn't get in trouble. He took care of his equipment. He was there at the end, a nice, solid finish, got the nine car, those owner points that got taken away, but, but got those points anyways. Um, and and that's all he's trying to do. He's not trying to come out and win these races or be super flashy or be in the way. And so if he can take care of it, he could easily find his way into the top five at the end of the day. Obviously we know that's a good car. It's going to be fast. Uh, so you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. And, And at these odds, it's it's a it's a good one. It's it's going out there, but but I like it for for what you're getting it at at six to one. Me too. Do you uh do you have any special music for this next one, Rod?
0: Oh, do you want me to? I got I've got special music for you. Are you ready for this one? Here we go. I'm ready. Oh baby, look at you at the extra mile. Gotta watch this on YouTube, guys. You're gonna about to see Corey Lejoy's just smiling faces yes. that Cody printed have- out.
1: I, well, he he actually he signed it and sent it to me even. Look at that. Look but at that. W- it, it came with the hat, but I'm going to say he signed it for me anyways. But yes, if you're on YouTube, you can see Corey LaJoy's beautiful face, his beautiful long hair. Welcome to Corey LaJoy's corner, my favorite part of Super Speedway betting. Again, I will remind you, I was on Corey LaJoy at Super Speedways before it was the cool thing to do. 250 to one last year, Rod. He was leading with two laps to go. The ultimate heartbreak as my favorite driver besides Corey LaJoy, Chase Elliott, stuffed him into the wall. Luckily, we did have Chase Elliott to win that race at 10 to 1, so made the pain a little less bad, but 250 to 1 was so close. That would have been Derry Rod. His odds are not quite that good this season, everybody and their brothers on him, but that's okay. I'm going to bet Corey LaJoy in a lot of ways that I can find to bet on him. Uh, if you want the top three, it's 12 to one. I don't, I don't mind that. I'm not going to put it on here officially, but top five, seven to one top 10 two twenty five. top Chevrolet 22 to one. And of course, to find his way into victory lane, it appears to be down to 50 to one at this point. Um, but whatever you can find it at, I don't care. I don't have a limit on, on up or down. Um, just bet on Corey LaJoy at super speedways. I've already talked about this, Maybe if you were able to get Futures weeks ago before it was cool, you got on it because I told you to bet on him at all the super speedways. So, um, But you go back five of his last eight races at Daytona. He's finished in the top 16. Talladega has not been as kind to him as Daytona has, um, but I would say if you're comparing, if you have to pick one, Daytona or Talladega, which one's closer, it is Daytona. It's much more the same shape-ish and a little bit smaller than Taldega is, and this obviously is smaller even. But last year at Atlanta, fifth in the spring, so that would have cast your top five right there at plus 700. Would have cast your top 10 at plus 225. So the fact that he finished in the top five last season and he's still at plus 700 to get in the top five this season is still crazy. That's good value. And then, like I talked about, in the fall race, he was up front throughout the day. I don't have a, right in front of me how many laps he led, but he led a lot of laps in that race. Him and Chase Elliott kept exchanging it. They were He was up front. He was battling with them, and he just it, he got squeezed into the wall there at the end. He was leading with two laps to go. It was, it was so close, Rod. We were almost there. Not going to give up on my boy. He's been running really good this season, too. He's consistently been in the top 20, which is like winning a race for Spire Motorsports. It's been that good. He he gets it here at a track like this, smells that blood in the water. You could say they passed up on that number nine ride, right? We talked about that. There was so many people advocating for him, and it didn't fall into place. Whether Spire said, I don't know the details, whether they didn't even ask him, whatever it is, maybe that plays into it. He He wants to win a race so bad. That is going to be the party of all parties when he finally reaches victory lane, which he is going to do um and maybe it's this weekend at 50 to 1. so go place all the Corey lajoy bets you can there is some i saw him in a head-to-head you guys talked about this on the background i did catch that against todd Gilland.
0: go bet that just bet any way you could possibly bet Corey lajoy for this race go do it I'm telling you right now, the Corey Lejoy army is coming for you, books. Uh, that I want to see where that line actually closes before the race. We need to get jump in that Discord because we'll keep you we'll keep you posted on how the public is hammering down, how you guys are hammering down that price on Lejoy. But you guys get in on it first because you listen and you you are well aware of uh, the Corey Lejoy love here. Exactly. Uh, all right, I'm going to give love to Tyler Reddick because let's face it, somebody needs to. Um, I like him as a top Toyota. You just made the case for Bubba Wallace, and all of that is valid too, but uh, I like Tyler Reddick's odds at plus 450 to be the top Toyota. This track was not kind to him last year in the eight car. He finished 29th and 28th in that, but he was struggling so much in various parts of that. He would pop up, win, be great, and then jump back down and be bad uh, for a, a, a bunch more races. It's not been a great start to this season for Tyler Reddick, either in his new 45 car. Uh, But I will say that last week at Phoenix, sometimes all it takes is a spark to turn these guys around, and sometimes it just takes a nice, solid finish for you to say, hey, I can do this again and get the confidence. Well, the the third-place finish that Tyler Reddick Reddick had last week at Phoenix is one of those instances where I think that might have been a a good hey I think I'm still good at this racing thing let me go out and try to win uh, a race now and third place was good enough to be uh the top Toyota in that race as well so he did it last week I feel like he's strong enough to do it again last year in the uh in the fall or the spring race here rather the 500 Kurt Bush in this very same 45 car was the top Toyota in the race so this 45 car has gotten it done on this track I mean there's not much to tell me that that uh, Tyler Reddick can't find his groove and finish ahead of Bubba Denny, Ty Gibbs obviously we talked about that doesn't scare you at all so um Martin Truex Christopher Bell like I think Tyler Reddick has it in him this is the week he's got to prove it though and I like plus 450 for him to get that done.
1: Yeah, I, I like this. I, and you can take Reddick and you can take Bubba, and then you only need them to beat the other four Toyotas. And so you, you're getting – that's that's fairly good chance that, that you're going to hit that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like it.
0: Beautiful. Um. All right. Well, we have gone through our props and our head-to-heads. All that's left next is to tell you who we think is going to win this race. Spoiler alert, Cody already delivered one to you as well but he's still filling it out as we're uh, as we're going. In
1: my defense, I had those written down on my beautiful pen and paper over here, and I just forgot to enter them on the the document.
0: He <laughs> says that, and yet I'm gonna come back from the commercial break, and there's still gonna be a whole <laughs> essay left. It's double ruled paper, and Cody's got it all back to back. So, uh, all right, we're gonna come back from the break. We'll set up our winners. But let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness and college. Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is already busted after the first day. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN p n if you see this you know what i'm doing and you're watching on youtube and we thank you for that we want you to continue to keep watching on youtube because cory lajoy may make an appearance and you wouldn't know because we wouldn't be able to tell you so do that do the things that keep us on youtube as well subscribe like we see you when you like and we love it when you like and of course hit the bell so you know when we go live because we've done that already and we're going to do it some more and if you want to see cody's hat the only place you can do that is on youtube so please make sure to head over there find us on youtube just search nascar gambling podcast you will see us we will see you Eh, maybe not but anyways (laughs) have some fun on youtube with us all right, I'm trying to find creative ways to beg. It's it's not really all that easy half the time. So
1: I like it, Rod. You're doing a great job. Just Thank love you. us, okay? Thank
0: you. Yeah, just love us. Just love <laughs> us. That's that's our call to action. All right, Cody.
1: All right. It's on you, bud. I will take the wheel from here. <laughs> Again, super speedway betting. It's like first touchdowns. You split it up however you want to do it four ways, five ways if you toss in the Corey LaJoy part. But here we go. Kyle Bush. 12 to one, almost hit him at Daytona. He was good. He was leading at the end of regulation. Looked good, looked fast. already talked about him earlier. Um, He's got wins at at Talladega. He's got wins at Daytona. He's got the 15 top fives between the two of them. Uh, Knows how to be there at the end, and we've seen him be fast. Austin Dillon, his teammate, a very good super speedway racer. There is zero doubt in my mind. If Austin Dillon is behind Kyle Busch, he is completely fine with just pushing Kyle Busch to a win and doesn't care about beating him. He's He loves Kyle Busch being over there. He loves being a part of ha- making that happen, being part of that, that ownership role. Um, so love Kyle Busch. At the, not even the top of the board. The, every book is a little different. They've all kind of got different favorites here and there, but shop around because you can find Kyle at 12 to 1. Uh Next up for me, Brad Keselowski, another guy I've already made the case for. Boom or bust, right? It's, it's checkers or wreckers for him. I'm hoping he gets the checkers. 20 to 1, he can get it done. We've seen him in victory lane so many times at Talladega. He knows how to do it. He's been fast. He's been good. He's been leading laps at super speedways. Uh, RFK is looking better. He's ready to get into victory lane as an owner driver. He's going to be aggressive. He's going to move people out of his way. He's going to make some calls where you're, oh oh God, and then you sit back down in your seat because you're jumping out of it and you think they're going to wreck. As long as he can hold on to it, get it to the end, he can get it done. And at 20 to one, I like that. Uh, Next up for me, Bubba Wallace. Again, we talked about him. I think this is completely disrespectful to have him at 22 to one. He should not be this far down on the board. He should be in the 12 to 15 range. So thank you for the gift. We will take it and we will win with it. I've already made the case for him. He's one of the best Super Speedway racers out there right now. He's proven he can get it done. He's got multiple wins in the Cup Series. He could do it again. And my sleeper pick, my my new Corey LaJoy maybe for Super Speedways, A.J. Allmendinger always finds a way to be there at the end. He struggled to get to victory lane a little bit when he gets there, but he's gotten to the end and he has done it. He did win at Talladega last season in the Xfinity Series, so he knows how to do it. A.J. Allmendinger 50 to one is going to round out the card. Uh, yeah, I feel I feel this is a solid lineup. I like it, Rob.
0: Yeah, I love it, too. Like I said, you never have to convince me of an A.J. Allmendinger. I don't know what my soft spot for Brad Keselowski came from. I don't know where where it came from, but I have one. And then, of course, pissed off Kyle Bush. even more pissed off by the fact that it Finishes have not been where he wants them to be yeah. this season. Yeah,
1: he started started off with the first, you know, the, the Coliseum, and then Daytona where he was good at the end, and then winning at Auto Club, and then it's kind of gone downhill the last two weeks. So looking to, to regroup and, and get back on top.
0: He is indeed. All right. Uh, since Cody gave you pretty much the rest of the field, uh, I will give you my pick, and that's Ross Chastain to win. We talked about him earlier, as far as uh, driving better than Denny Hamlin, but I think he's got a very good shot to win, and I like the twelve to one angle on this one. It's it's right in the middle of the the favorites pack. It's not too short, but it's not like juicy, like an eighteen or nineteen. Um, I think he's priced right. Obviously, we talked about it. he finished second place here in the in both races. Of this, But he also led laps, and see, the thing is, is, you can finish second and not be necessarily one of the faster cars on the track, but he was a fast car. He led 32 laps in the summer, which was the third most, and then 42 laps in the spring. William Byron basically checked out, ran, uh, led 111 laps in this, but it was Ross Chastain who led 42 laps in this race um, that basically gave uh, uh, Byron... I don't want to say run for his money because it wasn't necessarily anybody gave him a run for his money. Uh, but Chastain had some pretty dominant stretches into that race as well. So again, it's not as if Ross Chastain has been doing poorly to begin the season, but we haven't seen that same watermelon man excitement that we ended uh, that video game move with. And for a guy like Ross Chastain, like I said, with a guy like Tyler Reddick, sometimes it just takes a spark. Sometimes it just takes that first... Really good finish for you to uh, to pull it all together. And Ross Chastain has the capability to light it up no matter what track he's on. You know, obviously we talked about his super speedway prowess earlier as well. So, you know, maybe he puts it all together this week. Of course, again, not that Denny Hamlin's feud was a looming cloud over his head. I'm pretty sure he never thought about that most often unless he got around the 11 car, at which point it probably you know, in his head a little bit. If you see the 11 car, I mean, shoot, I see a car that I deal with every morning, right, that, that I know is a jerk driver, and I'm already prepared in my mind for the fact that this guy is going to be a jerk driver, and I've got to deal with it. And that's just me taking my kids to school every morning. I can only imagine on a track where you're seeing this guy every single week, you know, you, your you're, nerves are getting a little bit, and your, your steering wheel's tightening up. Hopefully that's gone freeze ross chastain's mind and he can go out and drive a nice clean race and bring it home for us at 12 to 1
1: i like it Uh, no argument from me here we already touched on it earlier in the in the head to head as well he's got the the track record on super speedways he's he's proven he can do it specifically here at atlanta last season so no argument from me I, i mean ross he's proven he can do just about anything
0: yeah, and there's not a lot of people I feel like who are actually on him because he has had a quiet start to the season, right? I mean, this it, it's front of mind, and there's a term in the in the um, advertising world where front of mind, where you want to constantly beat people over the head with something so that every time they think of something, they think of you. Right? Like
1: every time you think of NASCAR, you think of, you need to try it first. Uh,
0: oh, God. <laughs>
1: Talk about beating it over your head, oh, jeez! Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> what I'm saying, and that's Ross Chastain. This year has not been the you need to try it first thing. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. Uh, once he once he does start hitting, you'll you'll be talking about him. But I think this is a good place for him to get that momentum back into to cross the finish line. Uh, yeah, in for, first
1: I like it when we find guys too that not everybody's on. Like it it pains me that everybody's on Corey LaJoy because. You, you know, but you've done like,
0: your, you did your job. You, you, you introduced the true. world to Corey LaJoy.
1: I, I know this is all
0: you, if you weren't, yeah, you let the cat out of the bag and now everybody's on Corey LaJoy.
1: I guess so. I'll take credit for it.
0: Uh, you led the hype train and now you're reaping the benefits of it.
1: <laughs> Hopefully he cashes this weekend and everybody can be happy.
0: Yep. I think so. I mean, if it wasn't for your, your uh, Daytona hype train, I don't know that anybody would know Corey LaJoy. So. Uh yeah. All right, let's uh let's wrap up with uh, the bets. So get your pen and paper out. I will recap them and we will send you on your way to go annihilate your book. Uh Cody started things off with Kyle Bush over Kyle Larson in about the Lock of Locks this week at -105. You're not even getting juiced for it. That's the glorious part. Beautiful stuff. Um I followed it up with One of any of the four Hendrick Motorsports drivers on the poll, but the three specific ones in William Byron, uh, obviously uh, Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson, all sitting right now at plus 650. If you really want to get froggy and and try Josh Berry, Cody said he found him at uh, 10 to 1. So if you wanted to put just like a smidge on all four, whatever, go ahead and do it. Uh, But concentrate more on the three of those four that we think are going to do it. Cody's giving you Bubba as the top Toyota at plus 450 and also throwing in a top 10 finish for Wallace at plus 150. I'm saying Kevin Harvick will finish better than Daniel Suarez and giving you minus 110 for that plus your weekly plug. Heck, Harvick is a top 10 car. Books are still giving you plus money for it. Someone's giving you plus 150 for it. Go find that one and destroy them uh, and, and load up on that. Cody's giving you William Byron. As the top Chevy and Brad Keselowski as the top Ford combined in one of those special bets. 30 to 1 for this one. That would be the fun one to hit uh, if that one does. Love that. Uh, I'm giving you Ross Chastain. Now that the feud's over, he can see clearly now the feud is gone. At minus 110 over Denny Hamlin. Uh, And then Cody is giving you AJ Allmendinger, my buddy, uh, at a top 10 car at plus 200. I'm saying get crazy Take Josh Berry as a top five car at six to one. What the hell, right? It is Atlanta. You only live once. Try it. Uh, and then of course Cody. I mean, if there's a if there's a Corey LaJoy bet that's not on here, go find it and bet it. But there's top five for sure at seven to one. Top ten at plus two twenty five. Top Chevy at twenty two to one. And he's fifty to one to win. Much to Cody's chagrin, he wants that number way higher. Uh, but unfortunately. Corey's shown us that he's a good driver. Books are, are paying attention. Now you pay attention. Uh hey, that,
1: that shows you that we've been on the right track the whole time, that the odds keep coming down.
0: Right. Thank you very much. Uh I said Tyler Reddick will be a top Toyota at plus four fifty. And then Cody gave you Kyle Bush at twelve to one to win, Brad Keselowski at twenty to one to win, and Bubba at twenty two to one to win. And then AJ at fifty to one to win, much like his buddy Corey LeJoy. Our buddies are are both fifty to one to win. I love that. Uh, and then I gave you Ross Chastain at 12 to 1 to win. Go forth, my friends, and have some fun betting. That's a f- pretty full card.
1: It is a full card. Let's go make some money, Rod. Again, Super Speedways, unpredictable, but so much fun to bet on. You're going to be sweating bets throughout the entire race, watching the whole field. Got to love it.
0: This show, unpredictable, but so much fun to listen to. <laughs> Bingo, you got uh, it. I love it. All right. Well, Cody, let's wrap things up. Uh, like I said, send everybody on their way to go start betting. And then of course to go back through and listen to some of the episodes that they may have missed, uh, and, de- and get ready for the DFS, DFS episode tomorrow. But before we do let everybody know where they can find you on social media.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter, the show at NASCAR gambling, check out the F one gambling podcast. We'll have an episode out for Saudi Arabia on Friday uh got some got some good stuff
0: cooked up over there for hopefully
1: a good weekend so yeah follow us everywhere get in the discord chat it up with us over there
0: yep definitely make sure to uh go onto youtube if you haven't already uh and if you are watching like we said hi thank you very much uh smash that subscribe button click that bell uh hit the thumbs up just do stuff that needs to be done as my finger slips on that Follow me on Twitter at Gomez. There's a link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's in between media, the back Row just dropped. Check it out on YouTube when you're done watching here. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again with DFS tomorrow. Just so much fun to be had, man. It's Atlanta. We'll see you Congratulations
1: then. to Corey LaJoy on the win this weekend.
0: <laughs> Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.